This week's edition of the Detroit Bureau's Headlight News is brought to you by Toyota. Take your adventures further with the RAV4 Hybrid's advanced engine that produces an ample 219 combined net horsepower and has an EPA-estimated 40 combined MPG. A hybrid-exclusive XSE-grade pushes it further with its sport-tuned suspension and styling. Visit toyota.com rav4hybrid to find out more. This is thedetroitbureau.com's Headlight News. I'm Paul Eisenstein. Welcome. It was a busy week in the automotive world, and here are some of the big stories we've been covering on thedetroitbureau.com. GM pulled the covers off the GMC Sierra EV. Set to share space with a bigger Hummer EV, the electric pickup will debut in 2024, a year after the Detroit automaker launches the Chevrolet Silverado EV. All told, GM will have 30 battery electric vehicles on sale by 2025, and even more could be in the works. GMC is developing a smaller Hummer EV, according to Bloomberg, and the DetroitBureau.com said the truck brand is also working up an all-electric version of its Canyon pickup. Those EVs will need power, and the Biden administration announced the first in a series of grants aimed at boosting production of EV batteries here in the U.S., The $2.8 billion grants will help fund 21 different projects in 12 states. Still more grants are expected to follow as part of the bipartisan infrastructure bill. Meanwhile, BMW said it'll invest a billion dollars to start building EVs at its assembly line in South Carolina. It'll also pump $700 million into a nearby battery plant. The chip shortage continues to plague automakers. Toyota again will slash production at key plants in Japan, it confirmed this past week. And it's downsizing plans for the full year. It's not alone. Virtually all manufacturers must still contend with semiconductor shortages, which a year ago cost the industry more than $200 billion in lost sales, according to Alex Partners. Despite the chip shortage, Tesla continued to gain ground during the third quarter. The company reported record net income of $3.3 billion, with global sales of its two most popular products, the Models 3 and Y, up 42% year-over-year. EV sales overall set a record during the third quarter. Americans bought more than 200,000 of them, according to Cox Automotive, a 67% increase. GM is trying yet again to get its salaried workers back to their offices. Most were sent off to work remotely when the COVID pandemic struck in March 2020, And the automaker has tried several times to get employees to come back since then, only to meet stiff resistance. The latest plan calls for a flexible program that would have them report in at least three days a week, starting next January. Hyundai said it'll sever ties with two suppliers in Alabama who've been found to be using child labor, in some instances immigrants from Guatemala as young as 12. Chief Operating Officer Jose Munoz has ordered a broad investigation to see if the problem is even more widespread. And finally, the world of the Jetsons could become a reality soon, it seems. Several companies are moving closer to launching sales of flying cars. Startup Aleph hopes to start delivering its Model A in 2025, and Joby Aviation, backed by Toyota, now plans to start flying taxi service in the U.S. and Japan by 2024. And those are the stories making headlines on thedetroitbureau.com. Now for the week's top story, here's Joe Sesney. Thanks, Paul. GMC took the wraps off its first-ever Sierra EV. It will be led by the 2024 Sierra EV Denali Edition 1, which will deliver 400 miles of range on a single charge and 754 horsepower by the dedicated EV truck platform. The 2024 Sierra EV Denali Edition 1 launches in early 2024. 
With electric vehicle sales steadily growing, GM also is dropping big hints about the EV portfolio it hopes to compete against Tesla with. Despite Tesla's record sales and profits, it is struggling to bring out its Cybertruck EV. While Tesla wrestles with getting the Cybertruck from the drawing board to the production line, GM is now poised to expand its GMC Hummer lineup by adding a mid-size pickup version to go with its full-size pickup and SUV models. The Sierra EV debut comes just shy of two months after the final reveal of the Chevrolet Sibling, the Silverado EV. It also reinforces the fact that the competition in the full-size segment is growing, and growing quickly. Not only does GMC now have two full-size pickups for sale, and Tesla's eyeing early 2023 for the Cybertruck's release, but Ford already has enough orders for the F-150 Lightning for the next two years. That doesn't even take into account Ram's version of an all-electric pickup, as well as offerings from startups such as Lordstown Motors and Atlas. That's this week's top story. Now let's go to Larry Prince, who has our review. Thanks, Joe. If you need an idea of how important the Honda CRV is, keep in mind that it's Honda's best-selling vehicle in the United States and America's fifth best-selling vehicle. And for 2023, it gets a makeover. Now, it's clear that designers looked back to the first Honda CRV when creating the new one, which now has a simple, clean, classic look. It's boxier than before, lending the interior noticeably more space, particularly in back. When it comes to technology, Apple CarPlay, Android Auto, a 7-inch digital instrument cluster, and a 7-inch multimedia touchscreen come standard, although a 9-inch touchscreen is available. Under the hood, you'll find one of two powertrains. EX and fancier EXL models get a 1.5-liter turbocharged four-cylinder engine rated at 190 horsepower and 179 pound-feet of torque. Upper-level Sport and Sport Touring trims are powered by a 2-liter Atkinson Cycle four-cylinder engine paired with two electric motors that produce 204 horsepower and 247 pound-feet of torque through a CVT. Of the two drive lines, the hybrid proves to be the better option, furnishing sufficient power and good fuel efficiency, in this case 36 miles per gallon. The hybrid setup is responsive, but doesn't have the effortless instant feeling of torque typical of electrified drive lines. There's nothing here that another 50 horsepower couldn't help. But it is reasonably athletic, with modest body lean in corners and a well-controlled body motion. Overall, the 2023 Honda CRV is a welcome update, adding space, a more fuel-efficient driveline, and providing a classic Honda sensibility to its design that proves far more tempting than before. That's this week's review, and now Mike Strong will look at what's coming in the week ahead. Mike? Thanks, Larry. This week will feature some carryover from last week, third quarter earnings results. On Tuesday, GM reports its Q3 results, while Ford will follow that up on Wednesday with its numbers. Tesla kicked off the season last week, setting several new records, but still watched its stock price take a hit as it fell short of analyst expectations for vehicle deliveries by tens of thousands of vehicles. It's a problem the EV maker later said it's resolved. The questions surrounding the reports from the Detroit area automakers won't be if they'll be in the black, but by how much and if they're going to stick to their full year forecasts. Stellantis reports its numbers on November 5th. We also get to share some new vehicle introductions, including the new version of upcoming models like the 2023 Ford Escape. While I can't tell you much, 
It'll be worth checking it out when the embargo lifts on Tuesday at 6 a.m. Another important model debuts on the 25th as well, the new Toyota Crown. The nameplate is popular in Japan, but the U.S. version is replacing the outgoing Avalon. The new model bears a resemblance to the new Mercedes-Benz EQ line of vehicles with a roofline that slopes at the rear. Toyota officials call it a lifted-up sedan, and it'll come with a choice of two gas-electric hybrid powertrains. More details will come Tuesday morning. We'll also have full reviews of the 2023 Range Rover, Lincoln Navigator, and more, as well as covering any breaking news. That was just some of what we'll be covering in the week ahead. Now let's go back to Larry for a walk through automotive history. Larry? Thanks, Mike. Time to take a road trip back into the self-propelled past with this week in automotive history. This week in 1952, the Healy 100 is unveiled at the London Motor Show. Designed by Jerry Coker, who had never designed a car before, its name came from its ability to reach 100 miles per hour. Leonard Lord, managing director of Austin, liked it so much, he put it into production as the Austin Healey 100. In 1958, Chevrolet introduces the El Camino to compete with the Ford Ranchero, which was introduced two years earlier. The El Camino is a pickup truck based on the 1959 Brookwood two-door station wagon. The first-year El Camino proved successful, outselling the Ranchero approximately 22000 to 14000 It would be built through 1987. In 1969, Nissan introduces the Datsun 240Z, the creation of German car designer Dr. Albrecht von Gerz, who co-designed the BMW 507 and Porsche 911. Powered by a 2.4-liter overhead cam straight six, the Z runs from 0 to 60 miles per hour in a fast 7.8 seconds. During its five-year run, more than 150,000 are built, and the car is now considered a collectible, with prime examples fetching as much as $94,000. In 1980, the last International Harvester Scout rolls off the assembly line in Fort Wayne, Indiana after a two-decade run. International Harvester's fortunes were declining. Five years later, the company would enter bankruptcy, and Case IH buys the International Harvester name, while the remaining remnants of the company become Navistar, which is now owned by Volkswagen. VW is planning to reintroduce the Scout as an all-electric SUV by 2026. And that's the road we've traveled this week in automotive history. For TheDetroitBureau.com, I'm Larry Prince. Thanks, Larry, and that's it for now. You've been listening to thedetroitbureau.com's Headlight News. I'm Paul Eisenstein.